0: 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad The game is over when the final buzzer sounds The analysis ends when you say it does This is Overtime Open Line Interviews, analysis, and your opinion Overtime Open Line is brought to you by The Canadian Brew House. Now from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre Reed Reed Wilkins Wilkins on on Oilers Oilers Radio.
1: 6:30. Chance. Pinwheels to the corner. Settles the play down and then fires a dart down the middle. Yamamoto breakaway for the lead. Backhander score. Kyler Yamamoto off a beautiful stretch from Ryan McLeod of the Oilers. Kyler Yamamoto two breakaways, two goals tonight. That one put the Oilers ahead to stay. 6 07 into the third period, and they win their preseason opener 7 4 over the Calgary Flames. So Yamamoto scoring twice, Tyler Benson a couple of assists, Ryan McLeod a couple of assists. Some of the younger stars for the Oilers leading the way tonight. Two right shot defensemen Ethan Baer, Evan Bouchard, the Ebies. Both getting goals tonight as well. Patrick Russell added a couple late, as did Pontus Aberg. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight. It's 9.58 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. It's your first edition of the season of Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. 3-2 late in the second period for Calgary. Ethan Bear scores with 21 seconds left, and then the Oilers come out and keep going in the third period. Uh, big change for the third. Uh, I mean, Calgary was the better team in the second period, much more territory. Big late goal for the Oilers, and then they outshoot the Flames 15-6 in the third and pull away. Uh,
2: I know it's an exhibition game, and, and a lot of the players that we saw tonight we're not going to see come. Uh, you know, the beginning of October. But some things are still in play, and, and we talk about it all the time. You don't give up a goal in the last minute of a period. It changes the complexion of a hockey game, and it did tonight, too. The Calgary Flames uh, had control of the game. They are playing very, very well. The others get a uh, the late power play, and they take advantage of it. Their power play looked dangerous all night long with the, with the young kids out there. And a shot, I, I think it tipped off a flame skate on the way in, but Bear got the puck very quickly on ice, and we saw last year, when he was up, that he has the ability to get the pucks on net, and he's got a bomb from the back end, and he puts it in, and all of a sudden, the flame's going a little dejected, because now how, how are we even close in this game? And the Oilers go in there feeling pretty good about themselves, and then the third period was all Edmonton. Uh, there was a goalie change. Now, I don't know if that made a big difference because and there wasn't a lot of shots in, in their zone, but the others came out and pushed, and pushed in the third period, and their young players found their skating room, and they found some, uh, some guys with some nice hands because there were some pretty goals scored in tonight's game.
1: Well, and we were talking, really emphasizing five of the younger Oilers, and we will talk about some of the the older players who who were trying to make impressions tonight, too. But going into this game, we were talking about five of the younger, younger Oilers. Bear and Bouchard on defense. I mentioned they both score with good shots. Mm-hmm. Bear, the one-timer, sure, might have been deflected on the way in, but you got to fire it. And Bouchard joining the rush and sniping one up high under the crossbar. Yamamoto gets 2-1, and one. McLeod... Gets a couple of assists, and and, and Benson has a very effective game with two assists as well. And and that the goal, the highlight we played, I, I mean, McLeod, the long pass to Yamamoto. And, you know, I think we won't need to say it every time, so I'll say it for the last time tonight. We recognize it's an exhibition Mm -hmm. game, the first one, but McLeod's never been in an NHL exhibition game before. That was a confident play just to try that pass.
2: It was because the puck was right beside the goalie in his own zone. It was right on the goal line. And as I was saying with Bob, a lot of times a young player, actually not even a young player, most players will get the puck and they'll panic and they'll throw the puck off the glass and out because they don't want bad things to happen but he, he took his time he, he he got his head up ice found the player that he wanted and then made a you know a 70 foot pass stick stick to stick and hit him in stride Yamamoto didn't have to to, to to slow down at all he he kept going full speed and when he's got speed and he's got a, a step you know he doesn't get caught off and he's a fast young player so it was a wonderful pass and and again A lot of the plays like that you see later in a season, you know, midway point and on, because now you've played with the guys for a while. You know where guys are going to be. I know Yamamoto, he likes to take off. I know McDavid likes to do this. So you start seeing uh, players, you know, their habits. And on this one, though, this is, you had to get your head up. You weren't expecting him to be there because you don't play with him. He, this is the first time you've played in a game with him, and, and, and you found him. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I haven't seen the, the training camp. I haven't seen the rookie games, but I heard people talking. This kid is fast, and he is, and he gets in on the forecheck, and he, 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 he backchecks quick, and he, 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 he's always around the puck. But what I saw tonight was vision, and if you want to play in the National Hockey League, skating helps. But you've got to be able to make plays, and he made a wonderful play there to, to break Yamamoto in on the breakaway.
1: Oilers win 7-4 in Calgary, and, and Yamamoto, who was kind of pedestrian in the, in the two preseason games, he saw his ability to finish tonight. He had a couple of other chances as well, but that ability to, to put the puck where he wants it, especially when he has the time.
2: Well, when he's got time and space, he's dangerous. And, and goal scorers are goal scorers, whether it's in minor hockey, junior hockey, or in the pro level. You just know what to do with the puck when you have it on your stick, and he scored in two different ways. He came in, and the first one was he went just underneath the bar on a, on a little wrist snapshot, and the next one he comes and makes an, uh, such a nice move on Riddick. Uh, he had him just open his legs just enough, slid the puck through, and it, it made no mistake. And that's what probably was missing last year in his little brief little start with the Edmonton Oilers. He didn't have the finish. He had the opportunities, didn't have the finish, and the confidence that he got from being here last year. He's not nervous coming in here now. There's not as much pressure. He's just coming in and simply playing hockey. When he gets his opportunities, he looked very confident on his two breakaways and, and made no mistake.
1: 7-4, the Oilers win it. You can reach us with your thoughts or questions at 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. 7-4, Oilers beat Calgary tonight. They score five goals in, well, what, the last 20 minutes and 21 seconds of the game. Patrick uh, Russell, who's uh, been in the AHL scores tonight. Pontus Aberg... Gets a goal. Uh, he and Russell scored 23 seconds apart to take it from 4-3 to 6-3 with just under uh, just under three minutes left. Rob a- Aberg's going to be interesting to watch. He uh, he didn't grab it last year. Obviously, he had the the missed practice incident, which doesn't help your standing with your coaches or your teammates. Uh, you know, he he wasn't fitting in in Nashville, so he he had some chances with Edmonton that he didn't grab. Tonight, he gets the goal. And, and look, I'm sure he'll play at least one or two mm-hmm. more preseason games, but, but did he do enough to make you think uh, maybe tonight?
2: No, no. I, to me, I, he, he was unnoticeable for most of the game. And again, he wasn't playing against Giordano or, or Brody or, or those type of players. These are guys that he should be. Noticeable against these are guys that when he's on the ice, his speed or his vision, he should be able to to create, and he didn't. Now the goal that he got, yeah, he drove the net. It was a wonderful play. The the player that yeah, made Berdelli the, got the assist. Yeah, yeah, he made the play on that that goal. That was a wonderful move, taking it to the outside, driving the net. Uh You've got to be noticed in games like this. You have to be noticed. It's like if you play a rookie game, if you want to get it to the to the next level to the exhibition, you got to be noticed. You're supposed to be. But you have to do it. Well, Aberk should have been noticed tonight, and he wasn't. And it's disappointing because, as we said, there are opportunities and there are spots that are available.
1: Nothing is set in stone. And tonight I don't think he grabbed it at all. I mean, a lot of these players, even some of the younger guys who, who played well, it's not, not likely they're going to at least start the season in the NHL. Though, you know, Bouchard, Yamamoto, mm-hmm. we'll see, might have a chance. Aberg, um, we're talking about where he's going to wind up when the season starts. Kevin Gravel uh, got a two, two-way contract. I, I think right now, if you were to pencil in the lineup, he's the seventh defenseman. Got a fight and uh, two assists tonight. We're number five.
2: Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't think you're going to look at his offense as something that uh, is going to keep him in the National Hockey League level. You need him to, to make smart, simple plays, uh, standing up and dropping his gloves. Uh, You know, that'll certainly be noticed by his teammates and and his coaching staff. Uh, He just, he's a guy that if you don't notice him, that means he's doing well. Mm -hmm. Because he's not a flashy guy. Bear, you're going to notice him tonight for the offensive part. And there's going to be mistakes. Because there's always something happening with him. Uh, Gravel is just a guy that you don't want things to be noticed. You're like, I didn't notice. Well, they must have a a nice, safe game out there. So, uh, again, because of injuries to start the season, there are spots on the back end, and he's one of probably three or four defensemen that are pushing for that spot. Bear, I thought, started slow tonight. I thought he came on. Bouchard was the best defenseman by far for the Edmonton
1: Oilers. Alex Chason is with the Oilers on a professional tryout contract. Now, he was signed just a few days before camp, and they knew at the time Scotty Upshaw had a bit of a knee issue. He was back skating today, so so he'll get into some games as we move along. Chason played 19 minutes. That was the second most amongst forwards after Ryan McLeod, who played almost 22 and a half minutes. Chason actually wound up with a couple of assists. By uh, by the end of the night, couple shots, uh, credited with, with one hit. Sometimes the hit stat is, uh, is is hard to judge. He's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, I interviewed him on the weekend. He's, he's stressing his experience. He didn't play every playoff game with the Capitals last season, but he got into 16 of them. So he says, hey, I know how the league changes as it goes along. I saw firsthand what you need to win. Um, you know, I thought I, you know, the assists uh, great. Like, but I, I thought you know he did okay. Noticed him checking a few times. I'm sure he'll he'll get another chance. Well,
2: he'll he'll get a, a, an opportunity. He teases you. And he, I mean, he was a guy that came in and they with his size and he's got good hands. And this guy's going to be oh you know, he's going to be a 15, 20, 25 goal scorer in the National Hockey League. And I'm pretty sure he's the guy when he first broke in had that big start his first year. I think he had like 10 goals in his first 15 games. If I'm right. If that was the player and then he just kind of been bouncing around since then and he just he teased like, to me I said it earlier like a Benoit Pouliot Just a, a lesser version of him someone that the potential for more is there never quite gets there But again the others on their, their their depth players. They need guys to fill roles and
1: that's what he's looking for yeah, in 12-13 with Dallas, he got into seven games and had six goals and yeah. seven points. And then you know his first full season, he played seventy nine games with the Stars and had thirty five points. That's his best season offensively. He's basically gonna get you between eight and thirteen goals and probably same range of assists if he makes the Oilers. He's on the fourth, maybe third line.
2: Yeah, uh, but uh, to me, probably a fourth line guy. But yeah, he what the Oilers could use in the back half of their line, it was guys that they trust, guys that they can put out there in and feel safe defensively. And that's what, I mean, they've got the offensive lines, but they want to have guys safety valves that, you know, we got a two goal lead. We don't want to just burn out Leon and Connor. We got to have a fourth line that can go out there with this two goal lead and we feel safe on the road, if all of a sudden they throw their best players, we know that they're going to make the right decisions. So what they're looking for, for guys that play in those roles, guys that make smart plays, they get the puck in deep, they get the puck in or off the boards and out, they get in shooting lanes. you got to do all the little things. He's a veteran. That's one thing he stressed. I know what it takes. And when you go to the Stanley Cup Finals and when you win a Stanley Cup, that means everybody on your team played their role to perfection, and he was part of that last year.
1: All right. Oilers win 7-4 tonight. In their preseason opener against the Calgary Flames, and what you are talking about, that was why Kyle Brodziak was signed and an actual contract. He's not, he's not trying out because he's that trusted veteran and, and maybe a bit of a presence that the Oilers were missing last season for sure. Okay, we've uh, we've talked about a lot of the good stuff, and by the way, Darnell Nurse did sign today. Rob and I will discuss that a little bit later on. Two-year deal, six point four million dollars. Miko Koskinen is signed to be the backup goalie. Like we mm-hmm. got to be clear here, he was not signed to compete with Al Montoya. He was signed to be the backup goalie. He got a two and a half million dollar uh, contract for one year. Peter Shirelli has has said, "Hey, that was over what I was budgeting, but there were other teams interested, and we wanted to keep it to a year, so we played a little more." First preseason game. Uh, I mean, we can't we can't possibly write the guy off. No, by any means. Every goalie has had a bad game, but he picked a, a bad time to have have a bad game. He was did not look solid and he did not look confident and he did not look like he knew where the puck was. No, you're right. It, 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 he let in two
2: goals that should have been saved. He gave up the breakaway goal five-hole, but to me that's that's just a good shot. The other two goals should have been saved. But what worries you more, just than the two goals, there was another a number of other pucks that would hit him. And bounce off him. When a goalie's on his game, and we've seen, for example, Cam Talbot, when he's on his game, every puck that hits him sticks to him. There's no rebound. Tonight, There none of the pucks stuck to him. They would bounce, and then the thing that scares you a little bit more is when they bounced off him, he didn't know where they went. And goaltenders, it's amazing with all the equipment on, when the puck hits them, they know where the puck goes. But uh, the good goalies and the goalies that are playing well do know that. So a number of times they went into positions, and if it wasn't for good defending by the defensemen, it could have been more. Now again, it's one, well, 40 minutes, wasn't even a full game. 40 minutes, but he does need to bounce back. The others cannot afford Cam Talbot to play 70-plus games. They cannot afford to have a backup goalie not give them solid starts. It is his job to lose. But tonight was not a good start for him.
1: So Koskinen plays 40 minutes, allowed three goals on 19 shots. Shane Sterrett came into the third period. We mentioned that the Oilers dominated the third. He faced only six shots. He stopped five of them. He allowed a goal with just over a minute left by Andrew upon a Flames had a bit of a scramble in front, and he was able to, to bank it in from just below the goal line off, uh, off Sterrett's back. So we didn't really get a... A lot of gauge on Sterrett, who was in the ECHL last year and I think will be there with the Bakersfield Condors this season. But, yeah, yeah, that, was, that wasn't was – I mean, and the first shot goes in. Mm-hmm. What was it, 12 times last year The there's allowed a shot on the first goal or a goal on the first shot of the first preseason game, NHL preseason game? It happens again, so you're thinking, what is going on? Dylan Dubé got a hat trick for the Flames, three of the four goals. Now, sure, maybe a couple of them should have been stopped. He was exciting in the rookie tournament. Um, didn't Didn't seem as much in the third period. The Flames were outplayed, but but is an exciting player for Calgary. He
2: is, and, and, and you think, too, that I, I think the Calgary Flames announcers tonight were talking about 26 players went with Calgary Flames to China. I right. think that's what it was. And I'm like, okay, this guy didn't make the top 26 because he was, he was outstanding. And as good as the Oilers played, Dubé was the best player, especially through the first 40 minutes. He was the best player on the ice, uh, created every time he was out there. He played with a little bit of edge. Uh, And at times he looked like he was playing by himself because no one else really stood out on the Calgary Flames uh, bench Uh, He's good and and I've said this for a number of years. I want the Calgary Flames to be good I do I want the Oilers and the Flames both to be good so that when the games when they play each other It means something they're battling for uh, playoff positioning. They're battling for division titles I remember when the Flames and the Oilers were both good at the same time. There was no better game to watch. So I hope they get there. And what we've seen over the last couple of years in Calgary, they have got a bunch of young, talented hockey players. The Oilers now have that too. I think the games are going to be a lot more exciting going forward between the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers.
1: 7-4, the Oilers win tonight. Four goals in the third period. Dubay, the first star tonight as selected at the Scotiabank Saddledome. The second star, Kyler Yamamoto. Third star, Ryan McLeod. Hey, Rob, we get to do a fourth star tonight.
2: Yeah, That's, and that's fun. Yeah, it is. And this young kid was a first-round draft pick this year. Evan Bouchard I thought was excellent tonight. He was the best defenseman on the ice. And he probably should be. He's got the highest pedigree, sure. but he had a goal. He was plus three, played... 24 minutes tonight, so apparently the coaching staff has a little <laughs> bit of confidence in the young man. I, I, I thought he was everything he needed to be tonight. And what you also saw, and again, it uh, it, it was, he wasn't going against uh, top-notch goaltending tonight, although it was the backup for the Calgary Flames. It was an absolute beautiful goal that he scored. He got it on and off his stick very quickly, top shelf. Uh, so to me, Evan Bouchard, number the number four star of the game.
1: Good game for him. 7-4. Oilers win it as we check the advantage. Trailer Rentals out of town scoreboard. Predators over the Panthers 5-0. They uh, actually beat them twice because they did a split squad thing. The other game the Predators also won 5-3. Sabres down the Blue Jackets 4-1. Rangers edge the Devils 4-3 in overtime. Islanders win at home 3-1 against the Islanders. Canadians knock off the Devils 3-1. So the Devils had a split squad against different teams. Laurent Francois 38 saves for the Winnipeg Jets speaking of, speaking of goaltending last year's well some of the time backup for the Oilers big game for the Jets as they beat the Wild 2 one and Monday Night Football Chicago over Seattle 24-17. Hey, uh, we're, we're going to talk more about this game, get into the Darnell Nurse uh, contract signing and the uh, defense situation. You are welcome to chime in, 780-496-0063. We'll take a look at the text line. You can chime in there at 630-630. 7-4 Oilers take it. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre.
0: This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan.
1: Final score tonight in Calgary, preseason action. Edmonton Oilers 7, Calgary Flames 4, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reid Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 10:18. We have another game tomorrow. Just want to remind you what's happening. We'll have the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss and Morley Scott from 6 to 6.30. Usually that's at 7.30 on Monday, but obviously we have the game tonight, so Moss and Morley will do that at 6 tomorrow. Face-off show at 6.30. Game at 8.30. Oilers and Canucks got a text here. Any chance 97 plays in Vancouver tomorrow? I would say snowballs. I'll leave. I leave. I, I don't think Connor's going to play tomorrow. I w- I, just judging from the number of players in camp and the schedule, I, w- I would guess he makes his preseason debut Thursday at home against the Jets. I would think
2: so, especially the, the Oilers were able to put so many young, inexperienced players into tonight's game because they didn't have to abide by the NHL rules of certain amount of pro or vets in the lineup. That means there's a lot of vets who have not played yet. So I would imagine you save Connor for home ice. I mean, the fans pay good money here in Edmonton to come watch an exhibition game. May as well see the best player in the world if you've got the opportunity to put him on
1: the ice. All right. Mike from the Island says, I sure hope Yamamoto makes it into the Oilers lineup this year. Well, that's, that's an interesting one, because I think that he will. Will it be at the start of the season? I'm not sure, because I think Raddy's going to get that chance on the McDavid-Nugent mm-hmm. Hopkins line. It looks like is going to get a chance with slide and Lucic. It looks like Poole Yarby's going to get a chance with Strom and Kara. This is all barring yep. injuries or whatever, of course. Uh, and Todd even said that, that he, he liked uh, how, how they looked together. And then that leaves, you know, Cassian fourth-line right but winger. you're not so going to put Yamamoto on the fourth-line anyways. So you're not going to put Yamamoto on the fourth-line. No. He he's going to play with one of the offensive centers. Uh, does he start in the AHL?
2: I mean, every every year you have a plan coming to camp. And, and it's funny. They, they all say, you know, everything's open, anything can happen. But there's a plan... In place, And we've really seen it here in Edmonton more so than probably any other team I've been involved with because they actually have set lines right right from the get-go. And this is who they expect to start the season with. Now, having said that, if McDavid, Raddy, and uh, Nuge play three games together and it doesn't work, Raddy's not that solidified that they're going to say, all right, we're going to still keep going with it, even though Yamamoto's now got five goals in the preseason. If... Reader goes up and, and dry settles scoreless after four exhibition games. And I don't know whoever. Chason's had five goals in exhibition. So those guys aren't solidified. This is what they want to start the season with. They've got the plan, but things do change. And you also got to remember their injuries do happen. So yeah. I think in a perfect world or in the world of the Edmonton Oilers where they have things headed for, they think is probably going to start in the minors, get him some pro games, let him play 20, 30 games down there, get his feet wet, get his confidence. And when he gets his chance, he will get his chance this year, he'll be more prepared than he will off of three exhibition games.
1: Yeah, and and I think too there might be an advantage to me and look, I, I think Yamamoto is going to be a good NHL. Yep. I just think he's smart and he's determined and, and he's been the smallest guy his whole career so it doesn't bother him. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking. It's not, it's not going to surprise it's not him. Like he's like, yeah. oh, geez, I'm a littler than ever. <laughs> I don't think "littler" is a word. It is because we say it on the radio. What we say <laughs> is true. But if he goes down to Bakersfield mm-hmm. and goes six, eight, ten games without a goal, okay, yeah. you're under the radar, f- figured out. If yeah. he's on one of the Oilers' top two lines, yep. six, eight, ten games without a goal, you know, the pressure mounts, the questions are being mm. asked. So there's there's that way to look at it too. That's it's. You know, it's it's a place obviously to hone your game, but you know to work through, work through the downs, deal with those, and then not face the pressure and the scrutiny that you would in a Canadian NHL city.
2: And it's a place to gain gain confidence. And the Oilers, the beginning of the season is so important this year for the Edmonton Oilers. They they can't afford to get off to a to a slow start. And if whoever's playing on the top line up here, if it's if there's no production in the first period there's someone different probably in the second period. And if you're a young guy like a Yamamoto and that first period goes by and things don't work out and now all of a sudden you're down to six minutes a game, your confidence is well, yeah, shot for can, the next yeah, game. Yeah. So uh, I think the, the, they they expect he will be in the minors unless he does something yeah, special. If blatantly
1: outplays yeah. people once we get deeper into the... Which kind of happened last year. Yeah. Now, was that him being good? Was that other guys being off? Oh, well,
2: I think was it was it both. With? I thought he played well and, and players ahead of him didn't. So that's where we saw. He, they, were, they were not expecting Yamamoto to start the season here last right. year. So that goes along with there is a plan in place. But plans change, especially if you're a team that just missed the playoff by 20-some points. Mm -hmm. Plans will change if you can find
1: something that's going to make you better. 7-4, Oilers win it tonight in Calgary. Yamamoto scored twice, also had an assist. Uh, This texter says, what did you guys think about Joe Gambardella? Joseph Gambardella was uh, signed by the Oilers out of UMass Lowell in the NCAA. He played last year with Bakersfield, 19 points in 50 games. He is 24, uh, a little older, and he did have an assist tonight. And
2: I, and and he I had think that good shot in the second. He did. Actually, he, was, uh, he had a recurring part on the Sopranos. I, I think I <laughs> oh, saw him there with Tony Soprano. Uh, no, he he works hard. Um, he's a guy that, and again, it's a small sample size from what I've seen from him. But every time he was out there, he's a guy you actually noticed. And it's tough in preseason. And it's really tough for me when you're watching this game on a computer screen or a TV screen, uh, the numbers. Because, I mean, these are all guys wearing a number for the first time ever. And it's all high numbers. just 46, 47, 48, 49, and you're trying to figure out which guy is which. He's one guy, the first time I saw him out there, in the third period I still knew which guy he was mm-hmm. because you noticed him because of his effort. And the goal that he set up, Aberg's goal, that was all on him. He drove wide, he had a guy on him, he pushed the puck by him, and then made an absolutely perfect pass. It's the only place he could have put the puck for Aberg to score the goal, because he kept it away from the goalie stick, he kept it away from the defender's stick, and he hit him on a uh, uh, just perfectly on the blade and he was able to tip it in. He's not going to be an Edmonton order this year. Uh, he's a guy that I think best-case scenario, he gets a couple games because of injuries. As a fourth-line guy, you know what, we need somebody to come up here to create havoc. We need somebody up here to send a message to other players on the team, this is what work ethic is. Right. So he's also, from what you see, and because he's a little older, would probably be a very good guy in the minors as a dressing room guy, a glue guy, someone that brings the best out of
1: other people because he's a good teammate
2: that has a great work ethic.
1: He, uh, he's a guy I got to interview the last couple of rookie camps, grew up on Staten Island, where, by the way, he told me there is one ice rink. He went west across the river into New Jersey to play, and over the last couple of years, he's started a hockey training company, got a business degree at UMass Lowell, so he trains younger players and uh, has already kind of started that uh, part of his career, though he's concentrating on pro. Yeah, I, I'm with you. He, you know, works hard, and, and he talked about it, and Jay Woodcroft, who's going to coach the Condors this year, said, you know, he's, he's a Swiss Army knife, He's one of those guys who will show up, "K hey, coach, what do you need me to do? I'll I'll do it." He's prepared and uh and knows how to do the work. Now, you know, I don't I don't know if the there's the the well the high-end skill isn't there. No but yeah maybe he's a guy whether he's in the Oilers organization for a long time he's you know he's probably going to spend most or all of his 20s playing pro hockey somewhere yep. and maybe at some point get a few NHL games just because like you said with more experience he'll he'll be reliable and he'll work
2: and he'll also be one of those guys that uh, when the Oilers have games down the stretch whether it's garbage games because they're so good in the standings or so low in the standings or whatever he's a guy that's going to get rewarded because of the, the, he's a good team guy down in the minors. The problem for him, uh, he's undersized, and he's going to be a third- or fourth-line guy no matter where he plays. Yep. And at the National Hockey League level, uh, those guys are not usually 5'7", 5'8", 5'9", or whatever he it is. He had a
1: good fight, though, in the first rookie game against Calgary. He took on that uh, Moreshko, the big Russian kid. Did pretty well. Well,
2: he he looks pretty thick. I mean, I'm not gonna fight the kid, but
1: uh, I, I I'm guessing he's he'll he'll will himself into a pretty good pro career. Seven four, the Oilers win tonight over the Calgary Flames. Yamamoto with two, Russell with two, Aberg, Baron, Bouchard, also scoring. Uh, this texture says, "What did you think of the Swedish defenseman number 89?" Well, that was William Lagesson, who uh, got into a fight tonight, one of one of four fights, which I I was a little surprised to see. I didn't know he had that in his game. Flagson uh, played fifteen and a half. I, I know from talking to him. I, I mean, he's been playing mostly in Sweden, so I don't know a ton about him. He did have a year in the USHL. He's he's a defensive defenseman. Mm. He's to simplify it, he's more like Larson than Kleffbaum though that's not a direct com- yeah. comparable. So, I mean, he's he he's a will see guy. He's, uh, is he 22 already? Or is he still 21? I wrote it down earlier I thought today. he was young. He's already 22. Oh, is he? He's I, a 2014 draft pick. Yeah,
2: I mean, he, he's not someone that's going to push for a spot here. Um, and it, to me, it was just too small a sample size watching him tonight to see what he's capable of doing. I, I'm sure that uh, the Oilers are looking for depth. They're looking for depth at the defensive position, and uh, he's going to push for a spot down in Bakersfield.
1: All right, so Evan Bouchard scored a nice one tonight, the first goal of the game for the Oilers as they go on to win 7-4. Back to the Scotiabank Saddledome, and here's the Oilers' first-round pick from this summer.
3: How did that
4: feel again in your first run? Uh, it felt great. Um, it was a great play building up from uh, from the back end up to the offensive zone. So it was a, a great play all around. Uh, that's, that's a move you made a couple of times now in scrimmages and training camps. Is that something you're comfortable with on your strong side? side? Uh, yeah, I think it's something that I've worked on this summer. Um, whether it's getting the quick release off and uh, really picking your spot. Um, obviously an emotional affair out there. Uh, what was it like to kind of be a part of the Battle of Alberta at the preseason level? Uh, it was. It was awesome. It was it's fun to, uh, you know, you can really feel the, the tension out there. And uh, so it's good to good to be a part of it. Uh, it seems like this locker room is very cohesive. I mean, uh, big hit, uh, players stands up for one another. What's it like being part of this group right now? Uh, it's great. Um, everyone fights for one another. Um, we're a team here, so I think, uh, you know, we showed a lot of character, whether it's uh, from the hit to a fight or even coming back from, uh, from a goal or two. So I think it showed a lot of character. How was the
3: speed of the game? I know we talked about it before the game. How was it out
4: there? It was good. It was, uh, I think one step higher than uh, you know rookie camp, so I think it's uh, you know good speed, and I think it was uh, everyone here adapted well to it.
1: All right, that is Evan Bouchard, 10th overall pick by the Oilers in Dallas in June, looking good through the rookie tournament and playing well tonight. Plus three, and he gets a goal. Hey, you're still going to hear from Kyler Yam. from Ryan McLeod and from head coach Todd McClellan Oilers win it
0: 7-4 Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio
1: Chance. Sending it in for the right-hand side. A big hit. Collision Yamamoto and Fu. And now Yamamoto will break free on a breakaway. In shorthanded. Real shot score. Kyler Yamamoto finds the top right corner. And it's 2-1 Oilers on a shorthanded goal. All right, Yamamoto, one of two tonight. That was a shorthanded goal in the first period. At the time, it put the Oilers ahead 2-1. They would trail 3-2. And then score four straight to go up 6-3. The team's traded goals late, 7-4. Edmonton is your final score. Back to Calgary. Here's head coach Todd McClellan. Looked pretty good.
5: That's it, yeah was a it was a good night to play that type of group Um, obviously a lot of their team was over in uh, in China so uh, the two teams matched each other well I thought I thought we had real good performances from some young players Uh, also some pretty solid performances from some veterans that provided leadership when we needed in the game so um, overall a good night Um, some guys move forward and step up the ladder and there's still a few that fall off but some of the players that fall off at this time of the season are. Year, uh, they just need more time they need time to develop and evolve it's only one game and it's preseason and it's first game but um, one day he'll look back on this and laugh but kind of not the start he was looking for i guess the probably not but uh, you know for a, a goaltender first of all he's a huge man he's getting used to moving around in his crease uh, as we all know goaltending is uh, like pitching it comes a little bit later on in training camp and he's adapting you know the last three four years he's played on uh, olympic size ice uh, this it was this game is a little bit different than the inter-squad games. It's moving faster, uh, more dangerous players involved in the game. Uh, it took him a little while to settle in, but um, he'll get better as time goes on. Do you want to, to that end, do you want to play him a lot more in the preseason? I want to get our goaltenders ready, so um, we'll decide on. You know, we got to get Cam Talbot some games. We got to get Montoya some games. So. Uh, as the season or preseason wears on, everybody will get a chance, but we've got to make sure we have two of them ready. I guess it's not a surprise, but nice to see the finish again. Yeah, um, Yamo's been a tremendous player in our organization now for a year and a bit. And and uh, most of his uh, offensive talents have been shown up on uh, the score sheet as assists and playmaking. Uh, it was nice to see him finish. He's had numerous chances in his in his time with us, but finally uh, the puck went in. And I thought he played with uh, some real determination and fire tonight. Uh, maybe not so much in the in the rookie games, but a lot more here tonight, and that's a good sign. Todd, with the younger lineup uh, out there was it to see the team continuously fighting back, especially after giving early goals in the first cycle? We, were, we really addressed it between the, the second and third. Um, did not get off to a good start at the beginning of the game or nor the second period. And uh, uh, we talked about some of the things that could change in that situation winning a faceoff, knowing we're going north south with the puck, uh, creating some energy in their zone in the first minute rather than playing in ours. And uh, the players did that. We had to come from behind in the game, which is a good sign. Um, you know, so a lot of real positives in it. But Tyler Benson kind of is this big question mark where you're never really sure, you know, if he could be who he is going to be and slowly as he's playing healthy for the first time. Well, it's amazing what health does. Yeah. Uh, health allows you to train properly. Health allows you to feel confident. Uh, health allows you to be the player you're supposed to be and we're seeing that from Tyler we believed he could be that type of player but we just never got the opportunity to see it so uh, it's a big season for him Uh, I don't know if he ever catch up for lost time but he's doing as, as good a job as he possibly can and uh, I think he's got a, a future in the National Hockey League, and um, you know how soon that arrives—that'll be up to him and and the rest of our team. He's almost like found money because there was a point there where people were thinking, "Okay, this this is going to catch up with him, and, and he might not get over that hump." But now it looks like he's. Well, he was a pretty determined individual. If you if you saw him battle during his injuries, um, battle through some of the therapy sessions, uh, continue to skate and work on his game, uh, you knew he had a chance. Um, so he worked. Hard enough is given him that given himself that opportunity. And what he's doing now is he's uh, creating a situation where he's becoming confident. Real good things can happen when you're that.
1: So that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Edmonton winning 7-4 in Calgary tonight. He was asked about the shaky night for Miko Koskinen, the two and a half billion dollar backup. That's as calm as as Todd is capable of talking which I think is the right way to play it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't do Again, anything publicly that suggests anything. We could be in
2: January, and he could be a very solid backup, and you will look back and say, oh, remember that first game, right. how nervous we were? Uh, but it does put a little bit more pressure on him now. He's got to be better, and I think what you're going to see, too, going to get more games. And, uh, and Todd talked about they need their goaltenders ready, and he obviously isn't yet. So uh, I, I, there's going to be goaltenders in this camp that probably aren't going to get the exhibition games they were hoping for. Well, that
1: might be it for Sterling. Yeah, Maybe well, it will be for sure. You know,
2: but. And going forward, there, there's probably, again, there's, there was probably a plan in place that may have got changed tonight because they obviously need to see more uh, of Koskinen to, to, to think if he's capable of playing the games they need him to play this season.
1: You can get us at 780-496-0063. You can text 63630. Darnell Nurse has been signed. He says he will be on the ice with the Oilers tomorrow. James texting in. He goes, everybody was saying that Nurse's contract would end up where it did, $3.2 million per year. The question is, why did it take so long? That is from James. Well, that's a good question. Nurse said today that they they weren't as far apart as there had been uh, some speculation. Uh, I, I know... Um. Somebody said it was half a million. Somebody said it was more like two to three hundred thousand dollars. Uh. I think Rob. You, you know. The restricted free agents don't have a lot of power. Um. There aren't a lot of offer sheets. No. When was lot? It, it was years. I can't even remember the last one. Was it? Um, was it uh, Weber? There was another one. O'Reilly? Was O'Reilly the and last then, one? Yeah, he was, yeah.
2: O'Reilly the last one? And then, because
1: Calgary messed up on it. Because they would have somehow lost, lost them. They would
2: have lost the draft picks and the players, something right.
1: like that, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you got to remember, uh, the the Players Association is, is a union, mm-hmm. and uh, they're representing the, the workers. I mean... I know. I think Stoffer always has a line. You know, they started unions to help twelve-year-olds working in coal mines, and <laughs> not to help millionaire occupiers. But anyway, uh, all joking aside, you know, I th- I think that there and there were some other RFA defensemen. Obviously, Morrissey just signed the, the day before Darnell. I think there was a little bit of, you know, make sure you get as much as you can, set mm-hmm. the tone for future free agents. Uh, and, and this might sound crazy, but, you know, use Connor's contract and if what proportion do you, do you deserve of that? Um, but if you're not that far apart, eventually the player wants to play.
2: Well, it, it was going to get done, and, and I'm sure the others wish they could have signed him for a little less, and I'm sure Darnell wished he would have gotten a little more, and uh, they wanted to see who would blink first. And um, Uh, I don't know which one did but I think everyone expected it to get to here But nobody ever starts with this because if all of a sudden Darnell says we're eventually going to get to 3.2. Why don't I start with 3.2 and then the others are like well He's willing to get to 3.2 right now. Why don't we start at 2.7 instead of 2.9? So it's a negotiation. He missed a couple days of camp if this was you know, a 36-year-old player coming in, you know, a couple of days of camp mean something. For someone that's in shape like Darnell Nurse, it's not going to affect him at all. He's going to be in camp skating and he'll be playing the exact same number of exhibition games that he was supposed to play. So uh, the Oilers desperately needed Darnell Nurse in their lineup to start the season if they want to make a push for the, uh, for the playoffs this year.
1: Okay, uh, speaking of defense, Rugged from Saskatoon says if uh, Bouchard does start in Edmonton, uh, let's say they go 20 games, then it's decided it's not clicking. What do they do with him, uh, or what do they do after nine games? Is it the first year of the ELC, the nine-game rule? Does he go to London or Bakersfield? Okay, uh, the, the nine-game rule, you, you can play a guy for nine games and then send him back to junior or to the AHL, and that delays the start of his ELC. Um, But he can only go to junior. He can only go to junior. He would not go to Bakersfield. And I I think that if he gets a nine-game audition, he would have to be... Really, really good for them to say he's going to be here the whole year. Yeah. And, you know, he might get he might get that. And and Yamamoto, I'd have to go back and check the game like He didn't play. I think he was scratched two or three times. Yep, he was. He played nine out of twelve or nine yes. out of thirteen. And his his ice time was going down as yeah. he
2: got closer to the yeah. To, but
1: Bouchard would go would go to London. Uh, it would delay his ELC by a year. Yeah. He um, I,
2: I I I would be shocked if he starts this. Or if he if he plays more than nine games here, I would be. I, I think that. Um I think I just I just don't know if if he's ready physically yet. Now again it was only one small game that we saw today. And and you can get excited about what you saw, but this isn't playing against the Anaheim Ducks. This isn't playing against the San Jose Sharks. This kid is going to be good. Yeah, I mean he can he, shoot. I mean, oh, if, he can shoot. He I mean, can I see talked the to game. Sam
1: Cosentino from Sportsnet before the draft last year, and he said he has an NHL shot mm-hmm. already, and I I think that he does. Yes,
2: yeah, he does. It, it, it's the defending part is where they're going to have to to see if and he's able to. Yeah, it it, it it it's not NHL defenseman, young defenseman. It's a hard... That is the hardest spot to come in and play. It is. And if he was a winger, it's one thing. Was Yamamoto last year? Oh no, maybe we can keep him nine. Maybe we can keep him more. Because you can hide a, uh, a winger. You cannot hide a defenseman. So uh, I, I think he'll be back in London. I mean, I could be wrong. Things could change. He, there could be injuries, again, throughout camp. He could set the world on fire. But, again, the plan, I believe, is yeah. for him to play in
1: London again. Yeah, and what, uh, so say, say you have... Ten pucks, you got to go win in a corner. And if mm-hmm. you're in junior and you're a really good junior player, well, probably half those you're just faster yes. than the four-checker. And then you know maybe the other three you're just more experienced and bigger. And then there's two that are that are real battle. In the NHL, all ten are going to be mm. a battle. And where you got to grind, lean on a guy, get hit. And you're battling against Getzlaff, and you're battling against
2: Kopitar. And in junior, it's a little bit different. And he's going to get bigger and stronger. He's not there yet. He's a kid. And uh, I mean, we, we saw Darnell Nurse. I mean, the kid, he's a man now, but when he first came up, and he was a bigger, I believe he was a bigger, more physical player than Bouchard, he wasn't capable of playing at this level at that point. So uh, he'll go back, he'll be a, a great junior. He'll play in the world juniors, gain a ton of confidence, and he will be here sooner than anyone can expect. Oilers
1: win 7-4 over the Calgary Flames. Two goals tonight by this young man, Kyler Yamamoto.
3: Uh, you know, I had a lot of good line mates, um, Clowder and Benny. Um, you know, they helped me out a lot. and mean, um, you know, I think we were just trying to get the puck in and uh, work off the ball.
4: Uh, you guys were jelling early and often. Uh, what can you say about number 70 and 49?
3: Uh, uh, they're unbelievable. Um, they're both unbelievable playmakers. Um, you know, they can score too, so um, they're really fun to play with. On that uh, one breakaway, did you, were you calling for it from Ryan? Uh, I think we made, right as I got on the ice, I think we made eye contact. and He saw me, and uh, you know, I was thinking there was going to be a guy in front of me right as I looked up. I had a breakaway, so um, it was unbelievable little pass, and um, luckily, luckily I got to go. You look extremely comfortable out there. Uh, did the nine NHL games last year kind of help with that? You know, maybe cope with nerves a little bit? Yeah, I definitely, um, you know, think so. Um, you know, playing against other guys, um, you know, I've never done it until last year, but, you know, I think playing those, um, you know, preseason and those regular um, or regular games it would uh, help me out a lot. A lot of guys, especially in rookie camp, were talking about you not being a leader in that locker.
4: What's it like,
3: and what does it feel like to kind of lead by example. It. Um, it's awesome. Um, you know, anytime you can be a leader on a team, um, you know, you want to do that. And um, you know, I think just coming to the um, you know, the rink every day and putting your best foot forward, I think that really um, shows shows how to do it. Yeah. I know it was preseason, but another battle with Alberta. Um, taking us to the promotions. So it was a fight to prepare as well. Yeah, uh, four fights. It was a uh, it was a fun battle, and um, you know, always those games are um, pretty intense, and um, you know, you definitely get up for those games.
1: That is Kyler Yamamoto. He scores twice, both on breakaways. Oilers take down the Flames 7-4 to open the preseason. I'm Reed Wilkins. He's Rob Brown. More when we get back. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre.
0: This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, six thirty chat.
6: McLeod run off
1: the puck, but Yamamoto comes over. Back to Bear, one timer score, power play goal, Ethan Bear, and this game is tied at three. Final minute of the second period for that Ethan Bear power play marker. It tied at three three. Oilers go on to beat the Flames seven four with the man advantage tonight. The Oilers one for five. Calgary zero for two. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's ten forty nine. Okay, four fights. Poli versus Sabern. Um Sabrin
2: won but it was close I mean it was it looked like a mismatch early and the fact that Poli didn't fall down is is shocking and then came back and it was it turned out to be a really good fight probably the most entertaining of the fights of the
1: night the Poli drilled. Was drilled by Falk oh, later in the period. Brad was, Malone jumped in there, got an instigator. Got
2: he a, was hit hard. Give um, good on Malone getting in there. Veteran player, he understood. Uh, instigator, probably the right call
1: on that one. But that was a huge hit. Laguson versus Lomberg. I mentioned I was a little surprised Laguson uh, got involved, but it, it, it did good. Lomberg
2: is a guy that he fights. And he's the one that came back later in the game wearing a bottom shield on his helmet. He was cut open. He was hurt in the fight. So uh, Big Swede, correct?
1: Yep. yeah. yeah, Yeah, Big Swede
2: knows how to handle himself.
1: And then uh, Gravel against Logan Shaw. That was a uh,
2: one that one didn't where, last
1: long right? No, now. I he fell. Yeah. I think they both wanted a wrestling
2: match there right there. So uh, Shaw came in. He was defending one of his teammates that got hit hard. He, uh, made a point of dropping the gloves, but I think that it was let's let's get the five minutes go sit in the penalty box, get our penalty minutes boosted.
1: Dylan Dubé gets a hat-trick for the Flames. André Manjé-Apane had the other goal for Calgary in order for the Oilers. Bouchard, Yamamoto, Bear, Yamamoto, Russell, Aberg, and Russell. That's Patrick Russell playing uh, for the Oilers tonight. Miko Koskinen, first two periods in net, wasn't great. Well, he wasn't good. <laughs> uh, 16 uh, saves on 19 shots. Shane Sterrett, who, uh, like Rob and I were saying, m- probably his only appearance of the preseason, makes five saves on six shots, allowed one late when the Oilers had the game in hand.
2: It was a weird goal, too. I mean, it was a nice play by the Calgary Flamino, which was the kid that, that scored. That
1: was Mangiapane's goal.
2: I wasn't even going to try saying that name, but uh, <laughs> great patience by him. He, he took the puck all the way around below the goal line and then bounced it in off the back of the skate. So uh, it was it was a nothing goal, but I'm sure that kid feels pretty good about himself scoring a goal in the National Hockey League.
1: Oilers dominated the third period. 15-6 were the shots for the Oilers. 28-25 for the game. So, I mean, they were outshot 19 uh, 1913 through the first two periods and wind up with the edge in, in shots. They took it over in the third, and this guy was very good all night long. Couple of assists using his speed. Here's Ryan McLeod. Uh, how do you
3: feel out there with
6: your linemates? It was good. Uh, you know, I think the start of the game was a little fast, and uh, it took a couple of shifts to get used to. But you know, we popped our first, and uh, I think the legs got under us, and it, it felt good. Yeah.
4: yeah. How were the first few minutes? I mean, uh,
3: first NHL season action. How was that? How did you from
6: you can? Uh, yeah, obviously, there's a lot of nerves. Uh, it was a lot of fun though. Uh, um, you know I was really excited to get out there and play and uh, you know once the game got going It was a lot easier to play and just you know play my games instead of kind of being out there and being nervous So it was, it was a good experience. Kyler
3: had a pretty big night. Two
6: players What's it like to play with a guy who's had that NHL game experience? Yeah, it's huge. I think uh, you know, obviously he uh, you know, He did really well in preseason last year. He made the team. So you know, he's picking up right when he left off and uh, you know, He's obviously a real special player. So it's, it's a lot of fun playing with him. Explain the <laughs> Uh I don't know. I just got to find the net and I saw him stretching. So I found him and, and He uh, made a nice play. And uh, what can you say about Todd? You, you look pretty well out there. Yeah, it? you know, he's a really good uh, good playmaker. He uh, yeah, makes a lot of good passes and then drives in it hard, so it's a lot of fun playing with him. Uh, you yeah, can play pretty much anywhere on the ice, so it's a lot of good. It's good. Pretty feisty affair as well. I mean, a couple of fights. Uh so boys jacked up? <laughs> Oh, for sure. I think, uh, you know, you obviously step in for the guys and they get uh, you know, hit or something like that, so I think uh, our guys stepped in well, and it was good to, well, good to see you.
1: Ryan McLeod, strong, confident game by him, helping the Oilers beat the Calgary Flames 7-4. Man, he took a lot of faceoffs tonight. Uh, only won six out of 16. Oilers did not have the edge in that department, going 44%. We're not going to get too deep into no. faceoff analysis. Uh, it a, pre- a preseason game, but the guys you hope shine, you know, given the stakes, were, were able to do it tonight. So, that, so that's a positive for the Oilers, and you know, maybe makes you feel like uh, they're on the right way to developing and, into good NHLers for sure. All right, uh, practice. Uh, uh, tomorrow, so there aren't uh, at least for the Oilers, there aren't any road trips. They they come home after every game. And they'll likely take a, a largely different. I mean, they have enough players in camp. They could take. They took a couple extras tonight. Mm-hmm. They could take 22 different guys to Vancouver tomorrow. We were asked earlier about McDavid. We don't expect him to play. I don't, yeah. I don't even necessarily expect Drysettle's line to play. No, but they they'll now have to play the the oh, required no, amount the of veterans. The, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm not sure. Is that. it eight or 12 veterans you have yeah, to play in play every a game? Certain
1: number of game, pro games. Right? Yes. Yeah, so
2: so yeah, tonight boy. they didn't have to because Calgary's entire team is over in China, so the Oilers didn't have to play their veterans. Tomorrow they will play. There will be more veterans on both teams in tomorrow night's game. It will be much more closer to a National Hockey League roster. You know, we
1: talked about Alex Chase Chason. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had Gullison in Dallas and mm-hmm. Gullison in, in Calgary, and McClellan said Gullison's kind of reminding us what he can do. There's some familiarity there. Speaking of the Flames in China, Derek Ryan Played for Bill Peters in Spokane. Played for him in Carolina. Got a great contract now to go to the Flames. Uh, so you, sometimes you got to have a coach, oh,
2: have, and that helped you in your career. It, it did. When I was in Pittsburgh, I went there on a, on a tryout, the same as, as as what a number of the guys here in Edmonton are. And I remember talking. There was a scout. It was Craig Patrick's brother. Craig Patrick was a GM. His brother was the scout. And, and I heard you know, later in the year that there were talks about who to keep, who not to keep. He was my advocate. He was the one in there kept saying, you got, you got to watch him. This guy can play. Everybody needs someone advocating for them in one of those meetings. That's how, if, there's, if it's close, is it this guy or this guy? It's someone standing up yelling at the top of the voice, I want this guy. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a, a relationship with somebody so they'll go to bat for you. And there's going to be a lot of close calls. There's going to be some decisions that have to be made that are going to be vi- so thin between the two different players. But if you got someone in there saying, I've seen him do this, I know he does this, I, he's capable of this, fighting for you every single minute, you're going to have a good chance of sticking with that team. And having the familiarity is going to help a player like Chase Saw here. Well, and Hitch helped you later on, didn't he? Well, he did. Well, I went to, or did I have him? I had, did he did shot in Dallas? He was, it gave me a shot. Well, no. Now I start to think. I think he was coaching the Kalamazoo team. I think he really just wanted me down there in Kalamazoo (laughs) because I seemed to spend a lot of time with him.
1: Before he went up,
2: okay. (laughs) Yes, but then you
1: got called up to Dallas for a couple games.
2: I did, but yeah, I was in Kalamazoo most of the year that year. So you know what? Alex, I got to talk to him about that. And he didn't yell at you as much at that point. (laughs) Oh, he always yelled at me. I think he still yells at me in his sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That is Rob Brown.
1: He's back tomorrow so remember here's what we're doing 6 o'clock tomorrow is the Eskimos coaches show with Jason Moss and Morley Scott Oilers face off show starts at 6.30 game at 8.30 as they visit the Vancouver Canucks thanks to our studio producer Kellen Kennedy you can get more on 630 jetcom the final tonight Edmonton 7 Calgary 4 Yamamoto scores twice Patrick Russell scores twice on behalf of Rob I'm Reed Wilkins this has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre coming up to the 11 of Clock News. Hope you have a great night.
0: 6:30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6:30 Chad.